This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today, and I'm actually just glad to be back in the studio. It seems like forever since I've been here. I know you guys, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. For me, it seems like it's been a long time since I've been here, and so it's nice to be in studio and not just be on the phone getting five seconds to talk when Robbie throws me a question. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not here to defend three, himself. Three seconds before <laughs> the show's over. <laughs> he's here. He's just not at one of the bikes, right. so I can exactly. say that. Yeah, exactly. And so, Rodney, this is your topic. No, I'm kidding. It's another, <laughs> another inside joke. We are continuing from your topic from last week, you know, one that you kind of brought to the group about the topic of guilt. Yeah, and then you kind of float from guilt to shame, from shame to guilt, and many other adverbs and adjectives that we can all throw in there to say how we feel about certain things, and it kind of takes us to some ugly places, but also helps us reveal some things in ourselves that uh, maybe where we need some healing and some work done. And I think, Darren, isn't that part of the problem that we treat those words like it's a synonym? Yeah, the guilt and shame are the same. Yeah. yeah. And and they're not, obviously. We've got a couple of clips kind of talking about that. One of them is, is Brene Brown, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But honestly, shame is typically brought on when a person begins to say, I am this because of what I did or because of what happened to me uh, versus I did this, which would be guilt. Um, I I sinned, therefore I'm guilty. So guilt is usually an action that that we've taken, and shame is a huge bigger word in my opinion than that because it takes on so many different facets. Sometimes it's things that are done to me that I had no control over causes shame. Some things you know that that may have happened in my life something that my parents were or that my brother or sister were um, or my friends were or whatever that brought shame upon me and even that doesn't sound right to me anymore brought shame upon me well no it made me feel shame it didn't necessarily bring shame upon me and so we're going to talk about that a lot tonight yeah and i think shame is one uh, what we hope to talk about as we go through this is just a lot of the different aspects of it what you know what happens with it you know shame is something as you said that we can kind of take on ourselves but then there's also a time that other people try to put it on us and so as we go back to our first clip, we're going to listen to um, from the movie Despicable Me. And as someone tries to put shame on someone else, and as we pick up the story, it's uh, three little girls that live in an orphanage that later get adopted by Gru. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. It's a great movie. It's a kid's movie, but it's got so many powerful messages in it uh, along the way. But in this scene, what you pick up is the girls have been out selling the equivalent of Girl Scout cookies. And that's kind of what they're they're talking about for the orphanage to raise money. And so they go back to the lady that runs the orphanage and says, hey, how did we do? And so let's listen to how she handles their hearts and how she handles their response 
as they say, how'd we do today on selling cookies? Hi, Miss Hattie. We're back. Hello, girls. Anybody come to adopt us while we were out? Hmm, let me think. No. Edith, what did you put on my desk? A mud pie. <sighs> You're never going to get adopted, Edith. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I know. Good. So how did it go, girls? Did we meet our quotas? Mm, sorta. We sold 43 mini mints, 30 taco swirlies, and 18 coconutties. You say that like it's a great sale day. Look at my face! Do you still think it's a great sale day? 18 coconutties. I think we can do a little better than that. Don't you? Yeah. We wouldn't want to spend the weekend in the box of shame. Would we? No. No, no Miss Hattie. Okay, good. Off you go. Go clean something of mine. <laughs> go clean something of mine. Uh, yeah, that's a, a case where someone's trying to cast shame upon you. Right. These little girls really haven't done anything wrong. They're out just trying to do the best they can do, be little girls. Right. Life has happened to them. They're orphans, number one. Right. And so there's the Satan figure um, here um, who's literally trying to use shame to motivate them for her own good. And so that's a lot of the time what shame is. You know, a parent will use shame. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You'll hear those terms. Or a parent might shame you thinking that's going to motivate you to try harder or do something and that is never the case it's it's never worked that way i mean from moment one number one god never uses shame he uses guilt guilt's a gift from god um and he will use guilt to bring forth conviction and repentance which leads to righteousness but shame just leads to more compulsive bad behavior typically and so um and we've got a clip about that coming from john lynch and dan allender um from heart of man uh yeah a series called the heart of man which i guess you could set up yeah i i, I want to talk a little bit more first about this whole guilt and shame you know and and what's from god and what's not from god you know when we're at a boot camp we talk about you know when they go out for quiet time Mm-hmm. You know, and we give them the warning of the difference between conviction and condemnation. Mm-hmm. Right? God will convict you of things. Yes. You know, he'll remind you and say, hey, this is something that you did and you, in, in hopes that you'll deal with it. Repent, find out what was causing that, go to deal with the wound below it, whatever that case may be. You know, and that's on a conviction. Right. And that's, level. Jesus actually says the Holy Spirit that he's going to leave with us. Um, among other things that he is, he's a counselor, he's a comforter, but he's also one who convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and three different things. But And so conviction is real. Guilt is real. There's nothing wrong with saying, I am guilty of mm-hmm. something. In fact, there's something very therapeutic of saying, I am guilty of something, and then trying to repent of that thing. Um, and seeking God in that repentance and, and asking him what's the best way to do that. But the condemnation, mm-hmm. Romans 8, there is therefore no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation is from the enemy. And condemnation usually comes sounding a lot like shame. Yeah. 
and there is a, a lot of good people out there helping people deal with this whole shame issue, right? That, that kind of becomes an identity issue for people. And I want to go ahead and get to the, the clip. We've got time to get it in from uh, the lady. Uh, and I, Darren, I need you to say who it is because I can't pronounce her name. It sounds like uh, uh, Brene Brown is who we're like talking about. Yeah. Sort, yeah. <laughs> the Brene Brown sauce um, <laughs> is where the next clip comes from. Brene Brown is not a psychologist. She's a she's a researcher. She's she's a data analyst. And she's done years and years and years of research with thousands upon thousands of people and began to come up with this from a she is a Christian, but she's looked at as pretty much the seculars world's foremost expert on guilt and shame. And so this comes from an interview that she does on 60 Minutes a few years ago. The thing about shame that's so hard to talk about is we have a visceral response to the word. And shame is not a, let's study this and talk about those people who have it. Like, you have it, I have it, and no one wants to talk about it. It's the deeply painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and somehow unworthy of connection, love, and belonging. It's a universal emotion. Is it different from guilt? Very different from guilt. So shame is really a focus on self, while guilt seems to be a focus on behavior. So shame, I am bad. Guilt, I did something bad. Mm. So just an example. I'm your teacher and I give you your test back and you get a 47 out of 100. Shame self-talk would be, God, I'm so stupid, I'm an idiot. Guilt self-talk would be, God, it was really stupid not to study for that. Man, not a good idea to go out last night. When we can focus on behavior, we are much more likely to respond with empathy and actually change. When we call ourselves or other people liars or losers or, you know, stupid, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Where do you go from there? Yeah, it becomes this identity issue. Right. For people and, and you know she said so much easier in two minutes what we tried to say I, exactly yeah we should have just started with with Brene Brown and and then Despicable Me and we could have just started the 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 outro music <laughs> I mean she she does such a great job of explaining not just that sin that shame and guilt are two different things but the the result of them mm-hmm. you know that guilt will actually motivate you to change something shame will motivate you to isolate and to continue to believe that you are not worthy of love that you're not worthy of acceptance that you're not worthy of living in a community that if people really knew the truth about you they would run from the room screaming and that's what shame does and guilt is the other is is the exact opposite of that and so but you can't hardly talk about guilt without people thinking about shame or vice versa um she she also talked in in that interview and we didn't play at all about parents that come to her and go well my kid i found out that my child was lying to me the other day and i and i told him you know you're a liar and what should i say there and she's explaining no your your child's not a liar your, your child practiced a behavior that happens to be lying, but to shame them by identifying them with their sin as their sin is not 
productive at all. But to say, look, you are a child of Sam Maine. We don't lie. This is not acceptable behavior. And then show them how to correct that, show them how to repent and and to admit the guilt and have the conviction and move on. Yeah, as I was listening to her talk this time, she was talking about, you know, the, the extremely painful thing that shame brings. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's hopelessness in the midst of shame. When you believe shame to be true about you, there is no hope. Yeah. Right? And with guilt, at least, there can be hope of change. Right? And that's what we're going to come back and talk about. We'll learn more about this shame and how to identify it in many different ways and what to do with it and how to have God help you break through that and get to the other side to find that hope and find that healing and find that restoration. But go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp coming up uh, July 16th through 19th. So go register now. We'd love to see you there. Our friends at MyPillow have changed over production to make masks for hospitals, but they still have plenty of products. So right now, Truth listeners can buy one, get one free on most products. Pillows, Giza, bed sheets, towels, even neck pillows. If you get two of those, you'll be neck and neck. <laughs> Go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code CARGUY. Call 800-943-7096. Order Mike Lindell's book and get free shipping plus a $25 gift card for your next purchase. Use the promo code CARGUY at MyPillow.com. Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey Radio Show. I want to ask you to consider coming to a boot camp. Meet our band of brothers, meet the Masculine Journey Radio team, but more importantly, meet God there. Hear the message, experience the message that has changed hundreds of men's lives, changed their marriages, changed the way they walk with God. Hey, can you guys cease fire for a second? I'm trying to do a promo here. Coming July 17th through the 19th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. Now, Rodney, I can ask you about the song because this was your song for the bump in, right? Yeah. I got that part right. So tell us why this song with this topic. Well, we keep talking about everything else around us, right? Other people, our parents, our friends, our whoever they are, our enemies, and we give them power. We allow them to control us. We allow them to shame us, to guilt us, to whatever word you want to use us. And really, the only place we can go with all this is Christ, and it's got to be the power of Christ in us that really breaks through this, and that's the one thing as a parent, when you have a child and you're going to feel shameful because you're going to react wrongly, you're going to project guilt on them, and you're going to feel shameful for this, and as a husband or a spouse at all, you're going to do the same things, and all I can do 
in my life is just stop to the best I can to repent and really turn away from that behavior and then turn towards Christ. And this song just, you know, I hear it every once in a while and I, it is my favorite song. So I actually just, I go find it and play it a lot. And when I was listening to it this week, I was like, no guilt in life, no fear in death. Hey, we're on guilt. Man, I should have had that song. And then we're kind of into the shame part, but I was still was like, hey, it's still very, very relevant. And to me, just some of those lyrics that you put in your head and you just want to go back to so many songs just help us with those things that I can't always remember words of Scripture as well as I can sometimes verbiage of songs that just kind of stay with you. So that that's that's why I was with that song. That sounds good. You know you can download that song, right? You don't have to go look for it each time you want to listen to it. <laughs> I took your mic. That's why I could say those things to you. Jim, you know how I love to throw a question at you without asking about oh, it first. Right. But I know you've done a lot of counseling with people over the years. And you've probably seen this whole topic of guilt transitioning into shame. You know, how have you dealt with that when you're, you're counseling with a couple? One of the most powerful things both in my life and in sharing with others, has been recognizing who we are in Christ. We have, we should have no shame. It's throughout the Bible. And yet, as she said it, we all have it. And that's part of the fall. But if you can point somebody to the fact that because of Jesus Christ, you are a good person. You're not the despicable you that we have that wonderful movie about. It's, But that's how most of us view ourselves. Um, when we were first starting to talk about this topic, I was thinking, well, you know, I really have avoided shame mostly, and not until we were sitting down in here did it really hit me. Because I had wonderful parents. I had grandparents that I'd stay with about every week because my parents liked to get rid of myself and my cousin and send about, and we had a, a blast. But my grandmother was huge on family. And she drilled into us, you know, don't do anything to mess up the Graham name, to bring shame on the family. And that hit me hard just while I was sitting here because I had an event where my cousin and I, and we got in trouble a lot together, were at another cousin's house, and we um, we stole some of his mineral collection. Now, in our minds, we had traded him for some junk for something nice because we left something in its place. But the uh, real and one of the only my father was part of the great generation and he bottled up his emotions but he was a wonderful dad but one of the few times i saw him cry and it wasn't a sobbing but it was a tear he was it was addressing this issue and say saying jimmy i'm so disappointed in you and man i would have rather have been beat with a rod for hours and hear that from my father. And that really was a source of my shame. Mm-hmm. So I learned to pose, and I was a great liar. That's my name, James. Uh, and that was sort of the kickoff into I can't bring shame on the Graham name, so I'm going to fool everybody, and I'm a pretty smart guy. I could fool a lot of folks. 
that you can't fool God. And he knows who we are, and he loves us that way. And that gets back to your answer to your question. If you will realize how much you are loved by the creator of the universe, uh, shame really becomes a slap in his face because you're saying, I am unlovable. And God is saying, I love you. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, when this topic came up, uh, one of the things that came to mind for me was how unintentionally I think I brought shame to my kids, especially my daughters, when they were little. Um, I was with a company that was really into, and Rodney, you can probably identify with some of this, but it was getting to root cause, right? You know, and so I was paid, you know, quite well to get to root cause, right? And you keep asking why until you get to root cause. Well, you know, what you learn and you do well at work, sometimes you think you can take it home <laughs> and apply it there. And, and yeah, Harold. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I tried to apply some of that to situations that would come up at the house, you know, and so something happened, why did it happen? Why did it happen? Why did it happen? And it always got back to somebody's fault, mm-hmm. right? And and there's truth in that, but I don't think I, I, I know I didn't handle it in a way that was uh, dealing with guilt mm-hmm. more than uh, applying shame. Uh, I remember years ago, James Dobson talked about this topic and he was talking about parenting and he, he basically said, don't ever put your children in a situation where you are in essence forcing them to lie. Um, and what he was saying was, when you know your child stole the cookie, there's no point in saying, did you steal the cookie? Because you've just set them up to lie because it's natural. So don't do that. Just say, look, Sam, I know you stole the cookie. And so let's talk about the consequences of stealing the cookie. Let's talk about why you stole the cookie. We can do all sorts of things and still get to the root of evil there, the horrible cookie thief, and deal with it without adding on the shame to your child of now not only being a cookie thief, but now I'm a lying cookie thief. Mm-hmm. And and he talked about that more eloquently than I just did, but I loved it. And so later on, I began to use that. And I'll never forget when my son was probably, I would guess maybe in fifth or sixth grade. And I knew that he had gotten some bad grades in school, that he had neglected bringing his report card home, that he was trying to hide it, that he was delaying, delaying, delaying. And my wife kept asking him, you know, well, sweetie, when, you know, when's your teacher going to give you a report card? And I just said, all right, I'm done with this. Um, Derek, look, I know you've gotten a bad grade. I know you know the consequences of getting a bad grade. So let's just get over that and move into, well, my wife looked at me and said, are you crazy? You just accused him of, you know, and and basically said, "You're, you're accusing him of things that, you can't prove. And I said, no, I don't need to prove it. I know it, number one. And I don't want to set him up for these other things. And so, you know, two or three hours came by and he eventually came to me and said, so dad, what if what you said was true? (laughs) And I did have my report card and I didn't have the grade. And I said, well, we can talk about that. But the first thing you need to do is come clean. Mm-hmm. And it set him free because I practiced 
what somebody smarter than me, James Dobson, taught me to practice. Thank you, Darren. I, I want to go ahead and get this last clip in. So, Andy, I ask you to come up to the, the microphone, and, and you're the one that's watched the whole series, Heart of Man. And so if you could tell us a little bit about what we're getting ready to hear, because coming out of that, we're not going to have a lot of time to debrief on it. Sure, sure. So on this, uh, uh, it's a, it's really a, a just a documentary kind of um, four-part scene of just basically the heart of the man. And they go into a lot of the stuff, really what men struggle with, lust and anger and stuff like that. But it's uh, some Christian counselors and authors um, talking just about shame, and it really is a good definition of it. I feel this sense that something is uniquely wrong with me. So I'm never telling anyone, but it feels like everybody knows. It feels like some something on my face that everybody can see it, that if you get close enough to me, it makes me awkward in crowds, it makes me insecure, it makes me perform. I become a great performer. I so much want you to love me. And I think if I'm funny enough, or talented enough, cool enough, witty enough, do funny things in a crowd that you'll think I'm worth knowing and loving. But I don't believe it. I always felt that God was mildly disgusted with me. Hearing that he loves me didn't really resonate because it's like when it's all said and done, he's still going to judge me. You know, when it's all said and done, he's still not happy with where I am or who I am. And so I don't feel close to him. I don't feel intimate with him. I don't even feel the freedom to speak to him because he's over there and I'm over here. I think shame fundamentally is that inner judgment that there is something ugly, distorted, and broken about us that if someone were to see they could not bear being in relationship with us and we could not bear being in relationship with them. Shame is that thing that drives my compulsive behavior in whatever manner. I'm never going to be enough, so I have permission. I have entitlement to do wrong. You know, I never really thought about it. You know, we've heard this clip, you know, a few times preparing for the show, but how much of what we talk about at boot camp deals with this whole shame issue, right? The, the poser comes right out of shame. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and so Darren, you know, that's a lot of what we try to deal with is going back into some of those things, but we don't use the word shame at boot camp. but a lot of that behavior is driven out of that. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about it in the after show, in the after hour show. I'm going to share with you my most shameful moments um, about Sam. And yeah. uh, now, so if, if you stick around, uh, get the download, the podcast, the after hours podcast, you can do that at masculinejourney.org. Yep. And you can also do it at uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all the different podcast outlets go get masculine journey after hours we're going to continue to talk about shame but first go to the website register for boot camp coming up july 16th through 19th and please please download the podcast on after hours and we'll learn more about shame